After more than a year's delay, employers can now file EEO-1 forms for 2019 and 2020, which are due in mid-July 2021. And while most private employers aren't subject to fines for non-compliance, you probably have plenty of questions about this form and how it works. Don't worry, because I'm here to help. Let's talk about how you can get the job done this year and moving forward. In this episode, we'll cover what is the EEOC and how does it impact small business? Why was EEO-1 reporting delayed? How to complete the EEO-1 form guide? How to gather information for the EEO-1 form? And other common EEO-1 FAQs. Let's dive right in. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, is an organization responsible for enforcing federal laws that make it illegal to discriminate against a job applicant for a variety of factors. This includes a person's race, color, religion, sex, national origin, age, disability, or genetic information. The EEOC also investigates charges of discrimination against employers who are covered by the law, which generally includes organizations with at least 15 employees. The EEOC focuses on settling these cases when discrimination is found. If charges are leveled and the parties can't come to an agreement, the EEOC may file lawsuits on behalf of the individual or the general public. These aren't just hypothetical circumstances. There are some really real numbers impacting employers and employees across the country. For example, in 2020 alone, the EEOC received 67,448 charges of workplace discrimination and secured 439.2 million for victims of discrimination. With this in mind, the EEOC oversees more than just charges of discrimination. It also collects information about workplace diversity. That's where the EEO-1 form comes into play. According to the EEOC, the EEO-1 form or the EEO-1 Component 1 report is a mandatory annual data collection that requires all private sector employers with 100 or more employees and federal contractors with 50 or more employees meeting certain criteria. The survey mandates that employers submit employment information that's categorized by race or ethnicity, job category, and gender. While mandatory, there aren't any fines associated with failing to submit this information to the EEOC. Regardless, the data is kept confidential. Pretty much like everything else in 2020, EEO-1 reporting was delayed due to COVID-19 complications. The decision to delay reporting was made in May 2020 because, according to a news release issued by the EEOC, filers of the form were dealing with unique and urgent issues that required more immediate attention. By delaying collections, the EEOC hoped to ensure that filers were better positioned to provide accurate, valid, and reliable data in a timely manner. The form submission is now opened and employers have until July 19, 2021 to submit data for both 2019 and 2020. Let's revisit those three words the EEOC used in the press release to announce the delay. Accurate, valid, and reliable. Why those adjectives? While EEO-1 reporting is mandatory, the EEOC doesn't have any agency to actually levy fines against employers that don't report this information. In essence, the commission knew that employers had much more pressing issues to attend to. Instead of pushing ahead and gathering reporting information anyway, and likely receiving far fewer responses than normal, the EEOC decided to just push it back. 
Now that most industries in the U.S. have stabilized, the Commission is betting on better information from more employers. The end result is a clearer picture of the status of workplace diversity in the U.S. To get started, employers can use a secure online filing system provided by the EEOC by visiting eeocdata.org slash eeo1 slash signing. With that said, for the sake of illustration in this episode, we'll walk through the sample form provided by the Commission and also available in the episode description for your convenience. Page one is divided into three different sections. Section A. In Section A, you'll indicate the type of report that you're filing, either for a single establishment or for a multi-establishment employer. For EEO1 reporting, a multi-establishment employer is any organization that operates at multiple physical locations. If this applies to your organization, you'll also need to indicate the total number of reports being filed. In other words, this means you'll have to file out a report for each location. Section B. In Section B, you'll report basic information about your company, including the name, address, location, and EIN. You'll also indicate if your organization filed an EEO1 report in the previous year. Section C. This section will help you indicate if your company is required to actually file the EEO1 report. You'll answer three yes or no questions. If at least one of your responses is yes, then you'll fill out the rest of the form. This is the easy part. Once you move on to page two, things get a little more complicated. This page is divided into four sections, which we'll cover right now. Section D. In Section D, you'll report employment data. This is the bulk of the info that the EEOC wants from employers. The reporting chart is split into a few different components, job categories, number of employees by race or ethnicity, and total combined employees per category, per race or ethnicity. If you've decided to complete this form, you should report all permanent full and part-time employees, as well as apprentices and on-the-job trainees, unless otherwise noted. Employers will need the employee's demographic information, which should be self-reported by the employees. This can be collected during onboarding or using an anonymous survey to employees in order to self-identify their race and ethnicity. More on how you can actually collect this info in the next section. Section E. In Section E, you'll report a basic description of your organization's primary business function and activities. For example, if you run a women's fashion boutique, you'd list your primary business function as a retail clothing store. Section F. This section gives you an opportunity to explain any major changes in reporting from the previous year. For example, if you had to lay off a significant number of employees in 2020, you'd report this in Section F. Section G. In this final section, you'll basically just clarify that everything you reported in the form is true and accurate. Then you'll sign it and provide a bit more information about yourself for verification purposes. As I mentioned in the previous section, organizations need employees' demographic information. This data should be self-reported by the employee and includes their race or ethnicity, as well as each employee's job category. If you have trouble figuring out which employee belongs in which category, don't worry. The EEOC actually put together a job classification guide to help you out. I've added that resource to the episode description for your reference. But how should data actually be collected? According to the EEOC, the preferred method of gathering employee ethnicity information from employees is through self-identification. Per the EEOC's guidelines, employers should do this by offering employees the opportunity to self-identify in a survey. 
In your survey or communication, you should also include a statement about the voluntary nature of this inquiry for employees. Additionally, employers will need pay data, which can be found in the employee's W-2 and hours worked. This is where a human resources information system, HRIS, like Bernie Portal, which stores this information, comes in handy. All of that demographic information we just discussed, you can collect it during the onboarding process so that everything is stored in one central location. Not only that, but it's available alongside pay data and job categories. A great HRIS integrates these processes and makes this info easily exportable, which saves you a lot of time by keeping you organized. All right, now that we've covered the basics behind filing out the reporting form, let's review a few common questions you may have or receive during this process. If there's no penalty for failure to submit the EEO-1 form, is it actually mandatory? That's a great question, and one we've considered here at Bernie Portal. Because the EEOC can't punish employers for, fi for failing to submit the form, then it is possible that eligible organizations could simply elect not to submit information. Ultimately, this is a decision each company needs to make for itself. Is the survey mandatory for employees? No, it's entirely voluntary. However, employers can use the records they have on file or visual observation to complete the data on behalf of employees. But we and the EEOC don't recommend taking this route. If I don't submit the EEO-1 form, is the EEOC more likely to investigate my company for discrimination? Not necessarily. However, one thing to note, the EEOC is legally within its rights to file suit to compel an organization to file EEO-1 reporting data. So if this does happen to your organization, the legal costs could be expensive. Now time for a little bit of homework. Keep in mind that if you're eligible to submit EEO-1 data and you decide to complete the form, the due date for both 2019 and 2020 data is July 19, 2021. If you got an HRIS and you've already collected demographic data, go ahead and export all of the necessary information so you can easily fill out the form. If you haven't already compiled demographic data, you should put together a communication explaining the information you need and include a link to a survey where teammates can submit that information. We use Get Feedback to create quick and easy surveys. And SHRM has an excellent template that you can use to build out your questionnaire, which I've also included for your reference. Thanks again for watching. If you haven't already, take a second to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to get notifications about the latest HR Party of One updates and new episodes. Join the HR Party of One LinkedIn group and remember that your job is as strategic as you make it.